Welcome to Cut the Chaos, the podcast that teaches you to cut through the noise, take back control of your life, and create a future you love. I'm your host, professional certified coach, Sandra Jarvis. Let's do this. Welcome to Cut the Chaos. (laughs) So Cut the Chaos is back by popular demand. Um, This podcast, for those of you who have been following it for a while, you know that it started out as the Whole You podcast. And then I changed the name to Cut the Chaos. And for some reason, I changed it back to the Whole You Project. And honestly, I don't even remember why. Um, But... I am, (laughs) I know some of you are going to laugh at this, but I am um, really working on solidifying my business right now. I've made a lot of changes. I'm getting ready to open a subscription program. And um, I did a survey of people and asked what they would be more likely to listen to. And Cut the Chaos was the overwhelming choice for the name of the podcast. And so I decided to bring it back. And I'm actually kind of excited about it. I I love the name Cut the Chaos. And like I said, I'm not sure why I ever switched it back. So anyway, welcome to Cut the Chaos. <laughs> so today is my birthday. I'm recording this on my 54th birthday. And I woke up this morning in kind of a reflective mood and have been thinking about this topic all morning. So the name of the of the episode is Live Your Best Life. And I want to talk to you today about what that means to me. So recently, my friend Jean sent me a book called No Cure for Being Human by Kate Bowler. And it is a memoir. It's an excellent book. I highly recommend it. If you are wanting a good read that is, it's pretty, it's pretty quick. I mean, it was not a difficult book to read or to process. um, But it was really powerful. And I'm not going to tell you anything else about it. So if you want to read it, you're going to have to go get it. So again, it's No Cure for Being Human by Kate Bowler. But it got me thinking about this idea of living your best life. And I decided I wanted to do a podcast on it and talk about what this means to me. Because live your best life is actually one of my favorite slogans. (laughs) And um, if you pay any attention to hashtags in my social media feed, you'll see that live your best life is one of the hashtags I use most frequently. And so I wanted to talk about this because after reading this book, it really got me thinking about how other people perceive that and maybe perceive me and my coaching. So we're going to dive in and talk about living your best life. So it's been about 50 years since self-help became a genre in America. And from that self-help movement, life coaching was born. And that took root in the 1980s and has slowly become, 
a pretty widely accepted method for up-leveling your life. Now, the phrase, live your best life, was coined by Joel Osteen, who is an American televangelist, and he wrote a book titled Live Your Best Life that was released in 2004. And he taught that you could live boldly and act on your most powerful beliefs and that just doing those things could change your life. Now, since then, um, this idea has been backed by the scientific community and by psychological experts. And there is actually a lot of evidence out there that it's true. And quite honestly, I'm a believer in it as well. I have seen some powerful changes in my own life. And so I know the power that each one of us possess as human beings. But this is what I want to talk about today, because what does that actually mean? What is this power that so many people talk about in in self-help and in life coaching? What can it actually do? And what does it mean in the context of living your best life? So those are the questions that I want to tackle today on this podcast. And I really just want to kind of give an overview of the things that I believe and how how they've changed my life and how they've changed the way that I interact with the circumstances of my life on a daily basis. I really think that life coaching often gets kind of a bad rap because there are coaches out there who do focus on positivity to the point that it is toxic. There are also a lot of self-help gurus out there who will tell you that you have infinite choices and can make unlimited progress in your life and that there is nothing holding you back except for you. And there are a lot of people peddling the law of attraction and the idea of manifesting. And while I think that there is some truth to be found in all of these things, the power that we each possess lies somewhere in the middle. Life coaching is not magic, right? And neither is your brain. There's no magic pill that you can swallow that's going to take away all of the negativity in your life. There's just not. And while some coaches are peddling toxic positivity, I think the good ones are teaching something entirely different. And so let's talk about what that is. What is this power that you have that so many self-help books and life coaches and gurus out there talk about? As I said, it's not magic. I would say if I had to define this power very simply, it's the power of choice. Now, I know that that's not a big secret, but the problem is that most of us don't understand the power we have to choose. We think that the thoughts that show up in our head are truth. 
And we believe that our feelings are mandatory. They come and we don't get to have any say over those things. We don't understand that we can actually choose our actions intentionally, even when we don't feel like it, even when we don't have any energy. Most of humanity is living at the effect of their lives, meaning that they just let life happen and they figure that that's just how it is. There's nothing they can do about it. That's kind of where the infamous statement, it is what it is, comes from, right? Because people believe that they just don't have any choices. It is what it is. And I suppose there's some truth to that, because if you don't know any different, then you're right. It is what it is, right? But again, the problem is that most of us don't understand the true power we have when it comes to choosing. And we allow our brains to run on autopilot, which makes choices with our subconscious mind rather than our conscious mind. But that's where the power lies in our conscious mind. And it's activated when we get curious, when we no longer accept things as truth, when we start questioning all the things in our minds, in our lives, on the inside and the outside of us. That's when we start to change. But what can we do with this power, right? That's, that's the second question. What can we do with it? Again, it's not magic. But I suppose that the best answer to this question, what can you do with this power, is another question. And that is, what do you want to do with it? <laughs> How do you want to change your life? What is creating dissonance for you? I think it's really important to recognize that the idea behind this is to recognize that you have control over your thoughts and feelings and actions. Now, what you don't have control over are all the things outside of you. You can't change what your mother-in-law thinks about you. You can't. You can't force your boss to give you a raise. It's impossible. You can't make your kids stop fighting, no matter how much you want to. You can't change your husband's bad habits. You can't do anything about any of that. So some of you right now are asking, all right, well, so what good is this if I can't stop my kids from fighting or if I can't get my husband to change, right? But here's the beauty of mind management, and this is really important. It has everything to do with you. It has everything to do with how you think and what you feel and the actions that you take. And so you get to decide how you're going to react to every circumstance that is presented to you in your life. Everyone. Now, sometimes you're going to choose to react with poise and grace. And sometimes you're going to choose to react with grief or with anger. And it doesn't really matter which one it is, because the power is not in what you choose, it's in the actual choosing. 
When you consciously choose the way you think and feel and act, it completely changes the energy inside of you. You are no longer a victim to life. You're now a creator of life. And that makes all the difference. So what I'm saying is that your conscious choice literally changes your energy. And that is what it means to live your best life. Because when you make a conscious decision to think and feel a certain way, then you will feel better. I promise. So let me give you an example of this from my personal life this past week. So I was actually scheduled to be out of town for a coaching conference um, with one of the schools that I trained with. And some circumstances happened that I had no control over and I was unable to attend. Now, a lot of the coaches that I interact with on a daily basis were going to be there. So it was like all of my coworkers got to go to this fun and uplifting event and I was stuck at home holding down the fort, <laughs> right? So it was pretty disappointing and I felt a lot. There was a lot of feelings going on inside of me when I realized I was not going to be able to go. And there were a ton of different ways I could react to this, right? I, I knew that um, it wasn't my fault. I, the, the things that happened were not my fault or my choice. And I could have been very bitter because of, you know, this thing that happened that made it so that I had to cancel this trip. I mean, this is a trip I've been looking forward to for five months, maybe. It's been on the calendar for five months. And I really wanted to go. So I could have been bitter. I could have chosen to be angry about it too. And I could have decided to be angry about it. And then I could have been mad at myself for being angry about it, which would have just created double the negative emotions, right? This is something I see on a regular basis with my clients. It's like they they get mad about something, but then they're mad at themselves about being mad. And so they beat themselves up and they create all of this extra negative emotion that was never necessary in the first place. <laughs> and I think that's probably one of the most common things that we do. And mind management gets rid of that because I can be angry and I can choose to be angry and I don't have to feel bad about choosing to be angry. I can just intentionally be angry. So that's another thing I could have done was intentionally be angry I could have also decided to be falsely happy about it, right? I could have just decided to be totally positive and look at the bright side and everything's going to be fine. I could have looked for all the reasons that it was a good thing. And honestly, there's some good things that came from it. I could have gone out and gathered all of my coach friends together that were not going to the event and created my own event, right? So my point in saying all of this is that I want you to see that the reactions I could have had are endless. I could keep going. I could give you a ton more scenarios of ways that I could have reacted to this circumstance. But I will tell you 
that because I am a coach, I was very intentional about what I did. So I was disappointed. I felt disappointed. And, um, you know, like I said, this was something I'd been looking forward to for quite a while. And also, it is my birthday, and I was going to be there for my birthday. And I was really looking forward to that. So I was disappointed. And I decided that I was going to honor my disappointment and take care of myself and do what felt good in the moment. So the past couple of days, I didn't force myself to go on social media where I knew there would be a lot of posting going on about this event. I did some extra self-care. I did some things that I wanted to do. But then after I processed that negativity, I jumped into doing some things that I've been wanting to do for my business for a while and I haven't had time. So I realized I have four days when I planned to be traveling. So I jumped in and did some serious work and I made a ton of progress. Now, am I still disappointed that I didn't get to go? Yeah. But also, I feel great about the things that I got done. And I know that I can honor both of those feelings at the same time because I chose them. Now, by contrast, I'll tell you this. 10 years ago, I would have been pissed. <laughs> the the circumstances that happened, as I said, they were not my fault and they were not something I chose. And in fact, the reason I was not able to go was a direct result of someone else's actions. And so, you know, I could have been really pissed and would have been really pissed a few years ago. And I probably would have allowed that negative energy to take over the entire four days because I would have been so angry. And then I probably would have been resentful at all of my friends who were there. And by the end of the four days, I would have just felt awful, right? So instead, consciously choosing my reactions to the situation allowed me to still honor my feelings, to process the disappointment, and then get a ton of stuff done and have a great week. I got the best of both worlds. I didn't have to repress my emotions. I didn't have to ignore the fact that I was disappointed. I got to honor it. And then I got to move on and decide how I wanted my week to go. Now, some of you may be saying, well, why would you lie to yourself? If you would have been angry before, then repressing that is a bad thing. So why are you saying that, you know, why are you telling yourself that you're not angry? Well, here's the thing. I don't see it as a lie. I see it as choosing a different truth. All right. Truth is subjective. And it is true that I would have reacted with anger in the past. It's also true that anger was my go-to emotion in the past, no matter what I was feeling. And so what I was probably feeling in the past was disappointment and sadness. But I used to process disappointment and sadness by getting angry, right? Now I'm choosing to allow the actual emotions I'm choosing to recognize disappointment and 
to own disappointment and sadness. And I am allowing myself to lean into those emotions, which are actually way more vulnerable than anger, but they don't take nearly as much energy to process through. And so I don't have to spend all my energy on anger. I can own the vulnerable emotions. I can feel depressed. I can feel sad. I can feel disappointed. And then I can release that and move on. And it doesn't take near the energy it would have taken to process major anger, which allows me to do something good, right? So I want you to recognize that just because I chose not to go straight to anger doesn't mean I'm lying to myself. What it means is that I'm choosing the truth that I want to believe. And doing that is a powerful way to change your life. Living your best life doesn't mean that everything's going to be hunky-dory all the time, right? It simply means that you get to choose how you're going to feel in the moment, right? So you're not always going to feel good and you can choose to not feel good. If you are diagnosed with cancer, you're not going to choose to be happy. And if you go to the doctor and they give you a terminal diagnosis, you're probably going to be really sad. You might be angry. You might feel stressed out. You might worry about your family's future. You can't change cancer. Cancer is just a circumstance, right? And you can allow your emotions about it. You can be hurt and angry and sad and worried and stressed and all of those things. But the thing is, is that when you choose to allow those emotions consciously, then you're the one in charge. You're probably not going to choose to celebrate the cancer, but you'll still be the one calling the shots on your emotions. And that feels empowering. And I'm a cancer survivor, so I can say this, <laughs> right? It doesn't make the cancer go away. It doesn't make the cancer go better. It doesn't change all of those things. But what it does is puts you in the driver's seat and allows you to live consciously rather than living a life that is the, where you feel like you are just being dumped on, right? I guess for me, that's what mind management is really all about. It's living intentionally. It's not lying to myself. It's being willing to look inside and take responsibility for the hard stuff. It's not hiding behind a wall of perfectionism, but rather being at peace with who I am and the choices that I make. Now, I don't always get it right. I'm the first one to admit that. There are still things that I struggle with every single day, just like you do. And no one gets it right every time. And that's kind of the point, which brings up the whole question of what's right and what's wrong anyway. But we're not going to go there today. <laughs> but I want to know that whatever I'm choosing is my choice and that I can live every day 
without regret because I'm the one calling the shots. That is living my best life. So I would love to know what living your best life means to you. And if you want to join in the conversation, then I invite you to come to my Harmonize Facebook group and request to become a member because I'm going to be putting out some prompts all week and I hope that I can get conversation going about what it means to live your best life. What does that mean for you specifically? Because that's the other thing I want you to take away from this conversation is that you get to choose what that means. You get to decide. You are the one in charge of your life and you have those choices. So head over to Harmonize Facebook group and request to become a member so that we can continue this conversation there. And if you are interested in learning more about how life coaching can help you live your best life, then I would love to have you schedule a free consult with me and we can chat. There's no pressure. If you don't hire me, that's okay. But if you choose to hire me, I promise you it will be the best thing you've ever done. So follow the show the or the link in the show notes and you can set up an appointment to have a free consult and you've got nothing to lose except maybe the chaos that's going on in your brain. So I'd love to share my work with you. Thanks for being here today and we will see you next time on Cut the Chaos. Bye-bye. Thanks for being here today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow, rate, and review to help me get the word out. And if you really enjoyed this episode, grab a screenshot and share it on social media. Thanks again for spending a few minutes in my world.